All right, welcome back to a very exciting episode of the podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey there, guys. I am Lindsay Noble, and I am a host with Monster Jam. So I do in-arena hosting and some pit reporting with Monster Jam as well. Awesome, awesome. How are you today? I'm great. Uh, Monster Jam's currently at Thunder Alley, which is an amusement park. Um, so we're actually at Valley Fair in Minnesota. So I am in the car doing this podcast, but you can see the roller coaster right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into working with Monster Jam? Yeah, I was really persistent, and I messaged them until they messaged me back, pretty much. But, um, yeah, I, I went to school for sports journalism, and after college, I worked for a baseball team and a hockey team. And then, like I said, just kept applying to Monster Jam. I'd wanted to work with Monster Jam my whole life since seeing my very first event. And they gave me a call back, and they allow you to be anywhere. So I'm out of Atlanta right now and they just send me to wherever our next event is. So they sent me to Minnesota. So we're here in Minnesota and I'll show you guys the ride trucks when they come around. Let me see if I can turn it around. I might not do it ahead of time. I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out so I can turn it around because they're passing me. So you guys might be able to see a little bit. I'm not, That's very cool. I don't use this app very often, but if not, I'll just like selfie style it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what's it like what's it like working for Monster Jam? Fantastic. It's always something new. Um, you know, you've got so on a stadium level you've got twelve trucks and twelve different drivers. And at an arena you've got anywhere between six to eight drivers and trucks. So just learning about each one of the trucks and each driver and their history. There's a lot of history at Monster Jam with the Anderson family and just the legacy that they have built over 40 years. So Gravedigger itself is the most popular truck in Monster Jam's history and has been around for 40 years. But Monster Jam itself is actually a 30-year-old company. So the legacy of Gravedigger is even older than Monster Jam. So it's great to tell that history. And there's just so much every single day that sometimes fans will ask me about. And I'll just constantly learning new things, getting to ride roller coasters and then talk about Monster Jam. And, you know, it's just, I just feel like it's the best job ever. Um, every, every person's dream job, but you know, it's, it is also long hours and it's a lot of traveling, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, for, for most people, uh, monster trucks in general are just that one thing that people, I guess, tend to gravitate to just because it, it is so different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So each one of our trucks weighs 12,000 pounds. So, I mean, they're huge. Yes. Like our Megalodon body is 17 feet long. A um, typical truck is 12 feet high. So these are massive monster jam trucks. I mean, they're huge. They're the biggest in the business and monster jam just does such a great job of being, in such a diverse area, there's just so many places that we go uh, throughout the United States, but also internationally. So we'll go to the Netherlands this season. Uh, we'll also be, I was in London in June. We will be in Germany. Um, they've gone to Japan. They've gone to Australia. 
uh, the list goes on really, but I've, I've been lucky enough to go to London with them. I hope that they'll send me to the Netherlands if it works out. So they're fantastic. I love working for them. They're really respectful. And at the end of the day, I think as a female in sports, it's really important for me to, I always say like have a seat at the table and they're great about that. They listen to everything everyone has to say. It's just, it's fantastic. I would recommend it to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your favorite aspect of what you do? My favorite aspect of what I do is that when someone comes into an arena or a stadium, no matter what is going on in their life, uh, whatever is going on in their mind, whatever they're clouded with, whatever sadness, negativity, as soon as they see and hear these Monster Jam trucks, they're just entertained and they're so excited and thrilled. And it's just, to me, it makes it feel like you're giving someone an experience and they kind of get to escape the real world a little bit and just get to have such a fun and entertaining experience. And my job is to make sure that it is the most fun and it is the most entertaining and informative. And that also they, the questions that was in the back of their mind of how does a monster jam truck work? And you know, what's different from a monster jam truck in a car, those kind of things are the things that I answer back in the pits. And I just love that because there are a lot of times you'll ask yourself a question and you just kind of, never figure out the answer, but just kind of think about, huh, I wonder how those do run. You know, do they run on gas? Do they do this? And you never really get the answer. But for my job as a pit reporter to be able to inform and entertain, I get the opportunity to teach people things and to also just give them an experience. I say an experience of a lifetime because every Monster Jam event is so different. Everyone you go to has different drivers, has different trucks. You're going to have different, occasionally different competitions um, different yards of dirt. Sometimes we have 150 dirt, uh, monster. What are these called? They're like, we have 150 loads of dirt occasionally, but then sometimes it'll be 350 loads of dirt depending on where we are. So the dirt crew that's behind the scenes, there are track construction engineers. They're incredible with making everything set to each city. So what everyone sees is always going to be different. It's always going to be entertaining and it's always real to some, a lot of people think monster jam is scripted and it actually is not scripted at all. Everything is like flying by the seat of their pants. Like everything that happens is really in the moment. I mean, we have a layout of when things are supposed to happen as far as competition, just like any sporting event, but everything's always different. So at a Monster Jam event, what is your favorite as far as what they do? Because I I know that you guys have freestyle events and things like that also. Yes. So on an arena level, you're going to have, you're going to start with racing. And then we're also going to have a two-wheel skills challenge, donuts, a donut competition, and a freestyle competition. So my favorite, every coworker, every driver knows that my very favorite is the skills challenge. So in a stadium, we call it the skills challenge, not an arena. It's a two-wheel skills challenge because in a stadium, you can show any kind of skill that you want because you have more room to do so. But in an arena, it is a smaller space, but that doesn't mean that the action or the thrill of Monster Jam is any smaller. They just make sure that drivers can show you their very best on two wheels and are controlled and of course keep fans safe. So they'll be able to get up on two wheels and they'll do what we call a moonwalk or a bicycle. 
um, nose wheelies. And one of my favorite parts is when a driver will do a nose wheelie and then, which is when they come up on the front two tires and just roll. And then when they turn it around, it's called a moonwalk. And so my favorite is when they moonwalk up the pod, which is the big pile of dirt in the middle. So that's on the track is there's typically at least one pod, sometimes two or three. And so the main pod, when they come back up it and moonwalk up it, that is my favorite. I think it's the coolest thing ever. I mean, these trucks are 12,000 pounds. These drivers know how to balance them on just two wheels. And we have some drivers from the West Coast Tour that will take the steering wheel off of the Monster Jam truck and put it out the window just to show fans that they don't even need this front steering to be able to balance that truck. And I just think it's incredible. I mean, the kind of skill that it takes to show something like that and also the practice and the perseverance that you have to put into learning how to do something like that. Just, it's just incredible to me. So that's my favorite. Typically fans love freestyle because they get to see a little bit of everything. So typically if you're coming to your first Monster Jam event, you definitely do not want to miss freestyle. What was it like to, to go overseas and, and introduce that uh, to people who may or may not have been accustomed to that? Yeah, so this season was actually the first time that Monster Jam has ever been to London. So it was our London debut, and it was incredible. Uh, we had so many fans. It was a packed house, and it was just it was incredible. It was the biggest pit party I've ever seen. So a pit party is what we have before an event. And people can, fans can come in and they can meet the drivers and they can take pictures with the trucks. They can get autographs. They can ask questions. And it's specifically set up so that you get that one-on-one experience with a driver. And we had over 12,000 people in that pit party. And a typical, on an arena, which I was on the Arena Championship Series West Tour. And so on the Arena West Tour, there were probably 1,200 at the pit party maybe 2,000, and there were 12,000 in London, 12,000. There were 14,000 tickets sold. It was so busy. It was absolutely incredible. And just the amount of people that had never been able to see it before or had heard about it but actually hadn't been able to see it in person, had seen it on TV, had seen it with, you know, in the stores. We've got Monster Jam Toys. Spin Master is one of our sponsors, and Spin Master is amazing at creating different models. And so, our toys are able to be throughout the entire nation and uh, even throughout the world, which is really incredible. But so people had known about it, but they'd never been able to see it. And the crowd was electric. They were so excited to be there. They wanted to meet every driver. They wanted to listen to every interview and to have a crowd that interactive was so exciting. And also we'd be walking on the side of the street and people would be like, you guys work for Monster Jam? Like, we're so excited. We're going tomorrow. I'm bringing my you know, child. I'm bringing my nephew. I'm bringing my niece. And it's really, I mean, it's not just for kids. For anyone that has a big kid at heart or is a big kid at heart or just honestly just wants the entertainment. I mean, we've got people that are 103 and people that are two months old coming in the building and they still get that same experience. I know, um, you know, just growing up around monster trucks and going to the events, you know, um, are, yeah, it, it's it's a experience all within itself. There's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where we are, uh, we have a really, really small civic center. And to see what they're able to do in that little arena is unreal. 
Absolutely. So drivers that are on an arena are handpicked. They are selected specifically because they have so much control being inside one of these trucks. I mean, imagine being in, even if you're in the smallest vehicle, but you're in a crowded parking lot, you're obviously going to be on edge, right? You want to make sure that you get around and everything, but it actually is even more difficult in an arena because they're in 12,000 pound trucks. Like I said, they're, you know, several feet long, some of them up to 17 feet long, 12 feet high, 12,000 pounds. I mean, even the tires themselves are 650 pounds each. So these are huge tires to have to control. And so those drivers that are handpicked for arenas are selected because they have so much control and are able to still show fans an incredible experience, despite it being a smaller space. Um, and I think that's something that's kind of misconstrued as people will think, oh, it's a small space. They can't do anything cool. Oh, they can because they're picked specifically for those fans to be able to still give them that exact same experience. So whether you're at a stadium or an arena, you're getting that same Monster Jam experience. It's going to be thrilling. It's going to be exciting. And I think it's actually even more incredible because drivers will sometimes push the limit. Um, specifically in the two-wheel skills challenge, we have one driver who drives Earthshaker. And in the off-season, he'll drive Megalodon. And so he drives both of them, but his name is Tristan England. And he comes from a family of Monster Jam drivers. And he will go as far as he possibly can in a nose wheelie or occasionally a moonwalk, but typically going forward, close to the stands as possible. And he'll wave at fans. Take his hands off the wheel and wave at them. And it just gives fans such an awesome experience to be able to be that close and see those drivers that close and that they know, hey, that guy, he just waved at me. He waved at my section. He took the time to think about me. That's what makes being in an arena so special. And yeah, exactly like you said, I mean, despite it being a small area, they've got so much skill to be able to control those trucks in that way. So if you had to pick a driver, who who would your favorite driver be and what's your favorite truck? So I can't pick a favorite driver because I honestly say that every single one of our drivers has a different skill and brings something different to the table. So you have some drivers that are so good at the skills challenge, but then you have other drivers who their specialty is freestyle motocross and, or I'm sorry, freestyle. And then we've got freestyle motocross actually that is also happening during our uh, monster jam events. We'll have that at both a stadium and arena level. So you guys will get to actually see that as well. But everyone has a little bit of a different skill set. You've got people that are really, really good at donuts and you know, they're going to shine at donuts. Bernard light was on my tour. He drove alien invader invasion beforehand and is now in Megalodon. And he is absolutely incredible at donuts. And his go-to line is always saying that whether he's eating them or doing them, he loves donuts. And that's so true. He actually loves donuts outside of monster jam as well. But so I feel like I, I can't have a favorite driver because there's so many that have such skill. I will say the driver I grew up watching was the driver of Max D. His name is Tom Mintz. Everyone knows Tom because Tom is a 14-time world champion. And he's incredible. Definitely look him up. He's been in Monster Jam several, several years, one of the originals. And he's definitely one of my favorites to watch. But everyone has something special that they bring to the table my favorite truck is Max D and everyone knows that. Um, but you know, I actually really like zombie a lot too. Zombie has the, the arms that move up and down and the mouth opens and closes and it's just really cool. Um, 
I just feel like there are so many different unique things about each truck. Another one that's really cool is the El Toro Loco truck, and that's the most popular internationally. And so you'll see El Toro Loco a lot in other countries, and that one actually has a fog machine that puts air out of the bull's um, nose, the snort, snout, (laughs) whatever that's called. And so we actually um, have that set up at the park here where you can actually see the smoke coming out of its, I'll just say nostrils. And, and it's incredible, you know, the detail that Monster Jam has put into creating each one of these trucks to have a special experience for fans. And some fans just like the something regular, something that's very plain. And we've got a lot of fans that really like Soldier Fortune and um, our Soldier Fortune Black Ops. And it's really incredible. So those two trucks are both based on our men and women in the U.S. military and is a tribute to them. And so each truck brings something different to the table, but there's, there's a lot of interesting ones. I definitely grew up always watching Max D and that was always one of my favorites, but Gravedigger is the 40 year legend for a reason. So every single one of those drivers is bringing, I know with Gravedigger, he has, he has a large background, so to speak, as far as the, the original Gravedigger truck. You know, I, I, from what I've heard, he still has that. Yes. <clears throat> yep. So the original Gravedigger truck is at the shop in North Carolina. And so you can go and see that. But we also travel with some of the trucks as well. So uh, Gravedigger has, in order to keep the, I'm trying to think how I can best explain this. They have Roman numerals on the front hood of each Gravedigger truck. So there are 42 Roman numeral grave diggers. And so you'll see, you'll see, if you see a grave digger, you're going to see the Roman numerals in the front. So we have number eight here at Valley Park um, throughout the month of August and past Labor Day weekend. And so they're here at Thunder Alley. And that was debuted in 2003 by Dennis Anderson. And it's absolutely incredible because we have fans that are here that can get inside that truck. And that is the exact same truck that Dennis drove. I mean, he drove that exact same truck, debuted it, that same chassis. Everything about it is the exact same. It's been shined up on the outside, but it's the same exact truck. You can even see the dents on the body and on that chassis where he's crashed before. And it's, it's just absolutely incredible. And it's a retired truck now. It won't actually drive anymore, but you know, we can drive it to and fro, but not, it won't compete anymore. But several of these trucks are able to, at World Finals, oftentimes the Gravedigger team will show uh, several different historical trucks, and they'll bring out the 30-year anniversary truck and those different bodies that people have been able to see over the years. And it's really incredible to watch the story of how they have progressed over 40 years. And even the look of it, you know, that they say the black and green wrecking machine, well, originally it wasn't black and green, so it's interesting to do the research on that and to really see how not only their family has developed that brand, but how it's been developed over time with Monster Jam, through Monster Jam, and the legacy that it's been able to uphold. And, I mean, if you're behind the wheel of Gravedigger, you have worked so hard, and you fully deserve that. You know, everyone that's behind the wheel of Gravedigger is someone who they know is going to represent Monster Jam as a whole so well, and it's just going to go all out and show fans everything they came to see 
And all of our drivers do that, but because people know it's Gravedigger, they're looking out for him or her. We have a female Gravedigger driver as well who actually won her championship series uh, this past season. And so she won the entire tour, and she's absolutely incredible as well. So, you know, that's something that's really special about Monster Jam is men and women do compete on the same level in the same competitions and for the same championships. And that's Very something true. you'll see everywhere. Very true. I would be remiss if I didn't ask, but who do you think between Bigfoot and Gravedigger, who the first monster truck actually was? So Bigfoot was actually the first monster truck. There's a lot of history on that. And the Gravedigger is the first since Monster Jam has been a full company that's been fully signed with Monster Jam. Um, so we have independent leagues as well that come in. And so Bigfoot is still owned by a different company. And, you know, everyone kind of hopes and crosses their fingers that they'll rejoin each other at some point and go about it. I don't even really know the history on it as far as like, I'm sure it was a legal legal thing of figuring out which company was going in what direction and how much money it costs to go in what direction. All, you know, all the things that the higher ups are paid to know and I'm paid to report and that's what I do. So, but yes, I would say Big, Bigfoot is without a doubt the very first truck um, that was noticeable and excited about. And that's still an awesome truck, but Gravedigger has really been that legacy that has stuck so with Monster what events so do you guys years. have coming up? Yeah, so we have so many events coming up. Um, our typical season is actually January through April. This upcoming season will actually be January through July. And, oh, excuse me, my battery is dying. But And so we are going to extend our season a little bit this upcoming season in 2022 to 2023. And so... We've got that, but we also have a fall season and a summer tour as well. So we have a summer tour out right now. They were just in Canada this past weekend. And we are in Albuquerque coming up in October. So I'll be doing that one. And they'll kind of they kind of switch people around in the fall. So there are a lot of different events coming up, and anyone can come, go ahead and see that on monsterjam.com. You go to get tickets, and it'll show you the entire schedule that's up right now. The dates have not been released for the 2023 season quite yet on monsterjam.com. They're still getting everything set in stone, but that should be released within the next couple months. Typically, September, October is when that would be released for people to see. But I do know I'll be in Albuquerque October the 7th through the 9th. So for anyone that wants to come see me, please do so. And I'll also be in Connecticut, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut in November. So we've got a few lined up. I know that they've got Glendale, Arizona lined up as well for October. So we've got we've got an event pretty much every weekend. And you can definitely see definitely, one every single definitely month. Definitely very cool. It's sure. been a pleasure having you and learning about <laughs> what you do with Monster Jam. And, you know, it sounds like you're having a blast doing it. For sure. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're hiring. So if anyone is interested, it is, it's absolutely incredible. So Monster Jam is owned by Feld Entertainment. 
which owns different companies as well, such as Disney on Ice, Sesame Street Live, Marvel Live, and um, a few other companies as well that you can check out on our website, but I won't announce all of them. But So we have several different companies that are owned by Feld Entertainment, and Monster Jam is the one I'd always wanted to work for, and they gave me the chance. And it wasn't easy, but, you know, I always tell people that it's always a no if you don't try. And if you don't ask, it's always going to be a no. So shoot your shot, put in the application, send in your tapes, do your research, whatever you need to do. If you want to be there, then give it a shot. That's right. And every, well, I think I appreciate it. So. And, uh, it, you know, hopefully we can do this again. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you absolutely. so much for your time. You I appreciate you guys having me on. And a good rest of the season. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Have a great day.